Welcome to Rhema for Today. Scriptural faith is based upon evidence set forth in the Word. Faith cometh by hearing the Word of God. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, The ABCs of Bible Faith, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Let us look again into the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. This is Faith Seminar. And so we teach on the subject of faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 reads, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is. So for some time we taught on what faith is. We certainly did not exhaust the subject. We merely covered a few of the main points. Then in the sixth verse of this same opening, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Or as one translation reads, without faith it is impossible to be well-pleasing unto God. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So without faith it's impossible to please Him. In other words, God demands that we have faith. Well, if He demands that we have faith when it's impossible for us to have faith, because you cannot and I cannot believe beyond actual knowledge, then we have a right to challenge his justice. He would be unjust. But he not only in his holy word tells us that without faith it's impossible to please him, but he tells us how to get faith. Romans ten seventeen said, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So you see, if God places in my hands, and thank God He has given us the written Word of God, if God places in my hands the means whereby faith can be produced, then the responsibility rests with me, not with God, whether or not I have faith. And so thank God for His Word. This Word of God is called the Word of Faith. Scriptural faith is based upon evidence set forth in the Word. Faith cometh by hearing the Word of God. Unbelief comes by hearing the theories of men. Faith is based upon facts. 
the facts of God's Word. I wrote on the flyleaf of my Bible 51 years ago on the bed of sickness in Red E. The Bible says it, I believe it, and that settles it. No use going any further, looking any further. Thank God for the Word of God. Now, how does faith come for salvation? Well, we've covered that, given scriptural reference and illustration. How does faith come for the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Same way it comes for salvation, by hearing what the Word of God said. You know, all I'd heard all my life was salvation, and thank God for salvation. Thank God for the new birth. That's of first and foremost importance. But, uh, so I never, I, the, thought, the thought never occurred to me to doubt that the Lord would save me when I came to him. Him that cometh unto me, he said in his word, that's a fact. I would have no wise cast him out. So I knew he wouldn't turn me away. Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a fact. Hallelujah. I, I remember a, a friend of mine who was an a, associate pastor of a church here in the state of Oklahoma a number of years ago. Now, later on, he was pastor of a church here, and I was holding him a meeting here in the state of Oklahoma. And so he told me this incident. When I was teaching and preaching in his church, when he was pastor, I'd been there before he came, and I'd gone back for meetings, and he hadn't heard this particular emphasis on faith, and he began to get a hold of it. And he said one day as we were eating, he said, let me tell you a little story you know on myself. I used to be associate pastor of such and such a church. We supported a home missionary, a, a missionary to the Navajo Indians on the Navajo Reservation, you know, in Arizona. And so we made up you know, uh, clothing, good clothing, not just junk, food stuff and so on to carry out there to the missionary and to the Indians. And he said, uh, you know, I had a trailer full of pulled behind my car. And then my wife and I went out to uh, also preach a week at the mission. And so we not only had the trailer full, we had the trunk full. We had the, you know, the back seat full. And so we got out there to Arizona. And I began to preach and teach. Well, he said there was a great big Indian. Oh, he was a big fella. Actually, all of them's not that large, but he was exceptionally large, just like a giant almost. And he was a great witness for God. And so he said, uh, the missionary said, he's won more souls than all the rest of the group put together. And he's specially good or has done much, you know, in winning alcoholics because he was an alcoholic himself when he got born again. Now, before he was born again, he'd go on a rampage. He'd get drunk. That's the only time he'd ever come to church. His wife now had come to church and had gotten saved, but he's not. And the only time he had ever come was when he was drinking. And then the missionary said we were all just shaken because 
he'd get mad and go on around page and break up the pews, come up and get the pulpit and just rip it apart. And the, the uh, reservation police couldn't handle him. They'd call the sheriff out of Flagstaff and they'd send, send three carloads, three carloads of deputies out there to corral that one man. It took that many to do it. So the missionary said one Sunday night, I looked back there and there he was and I thought, oh my Lord. <laughs> and these folks, you know, had been brought up on the reservation, many of them, most of them. Now, nowadays, this is, you see, this happened many years ago. In fact, 30 years ago. And many of the younger ones, you know, of education and so on. But these, very little education, have said you had to be very simple in preaching to them. Just take a simple text and, and speak to them almost like you were preaching to children. And so the missionary said, I took a text there, the very one I quoted you, Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call, and just spoke for about 10 or 15 minutes on calling on the name of the Lord, made it as simple as I could, and gave the altar call. And this big old drunk Indian got up and started down the aisle, and the missionary, it happened to be a lady missionary, said, I just, I, just, I, just, I just knew he's coming to break up the furniture again. But instead of that, he fell over the altar and said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And everybody's so astounded that he even came that nobody moved. And time he had hollered Jesus three times, everybody realized, well, that's that fellow that's so bad that's in the altar. Let's get down there and help him get saved. So they made a rush down there to the altar to help him. About that time, he got up. And they said, well, get back down here. No, he said, I'm saved. No, no, see, they knew how mean he'd been, you see, and it's amazing how much, how much, how much people, you know, get their own thinking in mixed with it. They said, no, you need to get back down there and pray some more. They knew it'd take a lot of praying for him. You need to get back down here and repent some more. No, 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 he said, I'm saved, said, said, said the, the preacher, just preach who shall ever call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, said, didn't you hear me? I called on him three times. <laughs> I'm saved. No, they said, get back down here and pray. Well, they said, you get down there and pray if you want to. I'm saved. <laughs> and the missionary said, you know what? I come to find out I didn't even believe my own preaching. <laughs> and this preacher said to me, I said, well, I'm in the same boat. That woke me up. I began to see something. You see, that's a fact of God's word. Whosoever shall call, Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And this missionary said, I was just sure that poor fellow, bless his heart, never got a thing. He wasn't down there just long enough to holler Jesus three times. He didn't get anything. He ought to prayed through and, and he didn't get anything. I'm sure that he didn't, but he turned out to be the best and the greatest Christian they had. You see, he just simply believed the facts. He didn't get any theory mixed in with it. I heard one preacher said he had to pray three days and nights before he could get God the notion of saving him. No, thank God you don't have to get God in the notion of saving you. He's already in the notion of saving you. Well, what about faith for healing? Well, we talked about how faith comes for healing, just like it does for salvation by hearing the word of God. We know God initiates some things on his own. You know, the same thing's true over in the realm of salvation. Did you ever stop to think about it? You read the ninth chapter of Acts. Saul of Tarsus 
breathing out threatenings against the church, letters in his, in his possession, giving him the authority to put in jail and in bonds and in chains them that are in that way. And as he approached the city of Damascus, suddenly there shined a light around about him, brighter than the noonday sun. And he heard a voice from heaven speaking to him, saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? When he said, Who art thou, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus, whom you persecutest. What do you have me to do? And he told him. Now, you see, that doesn't happen very often. Do you know, if any, if, did, did you see a light and hear a voice and you was born again? No. Do you know anybody else that did? Doesn't happen. But God can do it if he wants to. Most people get saved just like the Bible teaches. See, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be down. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have a special, special product that... Uh, for a gift of $29 or more. It is six CDs by my dad called the ABCs of Bible Faith. This is a yes. tremendous, tremendous deal. It's the basics of faith. And, you and know, no one could teach it like your dad. No, nobody could teach it so like simple. dad could. So simple. So yes. go right now and, and, and order that right now. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rhema for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on the ABCs of Bible faith. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.